Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, Derek, today Derek and I are joined by exactly no one. We will just... <laughs> I will leave this in here. Why not? It's funny. I can start again, but it's funny. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Of course. Just shock me the way you said that. Of course. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, Derek and I are joined by exactly no one. So, Derek and I, we will a little bit compare and contrast the hockey environments we have been exposed to and like a little bit talking about the, the influence hockey had, what kind of coaches we had, uh, how did we get started in coaching and really, really compare the hockey environment between Germany and the United States. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rick, I think it's, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Um, I think it, it, we're at a good spot to kind of let you guys, the listeners, get to know us a little bit more and, and how hockey influenced our lives. And it ties in well to kind of the theme we've had the last couple episodes of comparing and contrasting some different countries. And it'll be, it'll be interesting. So, so Rick, uh, you know, just to kick it off, how did, how did you start in hockey? I know you've shared the story a couple of times on the show, but you know, how and how and why, you know, why hockey? Well, it's pretty easy actually for me to say. I was, my, my father, he has been always interested in, in hockey. He, he was born and raised in East Germany. So he was still in the DDR when uh, Germany was separated, but he did not have the opportunity to play ice hockey. So he played soccer um, until I was born. And then, then it actually everything went pretty quick. I was born 1997 and I was uh, born in South Germany, but uh, then we moved to Berlin and that's where basically around Berlin I spent my entire youth and um, the club does not exist anymore at all, but at this time they played at the first highest league. They played in the DL, um, Berlin Capitals. Uh, that was the name, but when I went, when we went there, I'm, I don't think that they played DL anymore. They played the third league. However, we we went to they there was still the in Germany there was still in Berlin the Deutschlandhalle it was the first multifunctional rink um, there were a couple of events cycling events and uh, we my 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 father he took me to the hockey games from the Berlin Capitals and um, the the first question he asked me that uh, if I see the puck I said no I don't I don't see the puck but I was at this point. Five years, five years old, and the very special thing about this is that it it came, it became a habit that every every weekend uh, when we had the opportunity, we went to go and watch the game, and at some point we even got our own seat, our own spot because no one else was sitting there. It's it's really cool, and um, then I just from the first beginning because in I know in the United States, I mean when you watch NHL, like that fan culture is not that big. But in, in Europe here, it's really, really big. The entire atmosphere the fans create is so 
uh, impressive and so unique. And just, I was just very observed. I was just, I just loved like the team spirit, passion and like everything that the team component. I loved it right away from the first beginning in that everyone sticks together. So even as a kid, you, you wanted that team component. You liked that. That was what drew you into hockey. Yeah, it was the, the entire team spirit, but, but also like just the, the, of, of course, in 2002, the game was not as fast as it is today, but it was still the fastest team sport in the world. Just everything happens so quick all the time. You need to make the decisions all the time. You're under pressure. You're exposed to game-like situations. So I, I from the first, it was just like basically from, that's the first thing I've ever ex- been exposed to. So, and the entire thing, I, I, I need to say I'm, I do, I did follow because if you're from Germany, everyone is basically following soccer. I followed a lot of soccer. So, but still, hockey is the sport I, I developed the biggest, the strongest love and passion for myself from right away in the beginning. And then I, and then I kind of, and my father, I want to start playing hockey. And then he, at some point, he finally enrolled me in in a hockey club when I was six years old. So, do you remember? Do you remember that feeling when you first started hockey? Like the first time you were on the ice, do you remember that feeling? Oof. I don't remember that feeling 100%, but I do remember that um, that actually it's pretty funny because I've been playing 13 years. Basically, I played only juniors and I played one year of, um, I don't know if you can call it seniors, it's uh, fourth league in Germany, but that's what I played uh, for one season, basically. I don't remember 100%, but I've been playing basically for 13 years with the same guys, like at least the majority, so with some people. And, but I do remember that basically every weekend that we, that we got up early and that we went to the, to the practice at, uh, we got up at five or something because we, lived out, we were living outside of Berlin. And the practice was like 6.30 or 7. And in, in Deutschland, it was a pretty cool there was like a like a small curling rink and we always went there on the ice. So it was a little bit different. I don't remember 100% how that experience was and how or actually I remember, but that was actually not the first time I've been on the ice because on a regular regular base, I went to skating with my dad and uh, like in a free area uh, where a lot of people and I kind of had there. That, that's like the first experience I've been exposed to. To skating more and then then the hockey came basically so that's kind of the first memories yeah yeah i mean i i was the same way when i just started off i just started off by skating and you know the first time i was on the ice um i took one step and i fell backwards and hit my head so the it, first it hurt yeah that's i mean the first experience i had with ice was just was just pain and a, a big headache and you know, I think I was a four or five at the time. Um, but mm. you know, when I, when I actually got out there again and put a helmet on and started skating for real and, you know, my older brothers and my whole family was on the ice and it was, it was a blast. And I think that's what really got me hooked on the sport. Um, How old you have know, you been when you started? Uh, when I started playing, I think it was about five. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I started when I moved to Colorado uh, when I was, ooh, four, maybe four or five. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think 
the way I got started in it is it was just something that, you know, all my friends at school were doing. Um, it was kind of popular to do. Uh, so I just joined. Um, my mom asked me one day if I wanted to hop on the ice and, and start to play hockey. And I said, yeah, why not? Um, and that was kind of my childhood with every sport. Um, hey, do you want to try this? Do you want to do that? And I think it was my parents' idea there was just to get all three of their kids to to find something they like to do that was physically active. And, you know, I stuck with, I stuck with hockey. Um, I also played soccer and baseball. Those are, those are also probably my, my two other favorite sports and played all three of those up until I was, I think around 15 and then uh, specialized in hockey after that. But, you know, it was really, um, it was, it's the thing that really stuck out to me about hockey and the reason why I think I stuck with it is just the feeling that you get on the ice, you know, you're fast, you're, you're doing something that not a lot of people can do. It's, it's special. It's kind of unique. And that freedom, I think that you feel on the ice is for me really exciting. Um, it was always, you know, I could be four in the morning or 11 at night, whenever I got on the ice, I was ready to go. I was energized and just loved being out there. So I think that's really what, what stuck to me uh, about hockey. And that's, that's why I got started in it. Um, for me, it's there. It's the, it's interesting because for me, it's like, what I love the most is like when you just go to the rink, when you mm -hmm. have game that you smell, you smell the ice, you go yeah. to the locker room, you, you, you have the entire go uh, gear, you prepare yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. It's just the entire part. And then the puck drops and everything is going and everything is so quick and everything, you have no time to make anything. It's just, and it's so enjoyable to play and just, but the most favorite thing for me is really when you, when you really have the smell of the ice, that's like, I love it really having the smell of the ice. Yeah. And I think that's probably what hockey is most well known for for people outside the sport is that smell um, that, you know, hockey players have, hockey rinks have. And, but, you know, there's, there's nothing better to me than, you know, an early morning fresh shoot of ice. Mm -hmm. um, one of the rinks I, I grew up playing in, in Colorado Springs, is there was, you know, it was one of those old school rinks that would still get the fog in the morning. Um, and so there was a couple, you know, summer camps or practices or whatever that, you know, you got there in the morning and you were skating through fog and, you know, it was like the the scene in Mighty Ducks, uh, the game in Mighty Ducks that they mm. to, the, to the fog, and I, I mean, that was that was pretty special. That was pretty cool to to experience that in that rink. Morning but, ices are anyway the best. They are like there's nothing better than having a morning ice. It's just yeah, yeah, no better so way. Cool. No, no better way. It's it's the best. Even though you're, you know, I I also that I really I really remember vividly that when I was like twelve or thirteen or even younger that. I was when I had to get up at four thirty. I was super excited, and I told my parents, "Yeah, I'm. I really want to go there now because I'm. I don't want to sleep. Other people can sleep, but I want to go and play hockey now. That's like that's what I want to do. It's like yeah. there's nothing better than getting up early." Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's this one time for a, a, a tournament over Thanksgiving. Um, well, Thanksgiving in the U.S., which is uh, late November. It's it uh it's a big tournament like it's called silver sticks but there's you know there's hundreds of teams for all the age groups and um it's it's an international tournament so you have you know regional tournaments but this this is a quite a big deal i would say um for a lot of people and um and that age 
category, I guess. But um, we had a game at 545, uh, about an hour and a half away from my house. Um, so we had to we had to get up and leave at around, I think, 2.30 or 3 o'clock is when we left in the morning. And I just remember I was ex- ecstatic. I was so excited. I was the whole car ride up. I was just annoying my mom. And uh, she was just like, okay, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. I was just like, I can't, I'm too excited, too excited. And then, uh, you know, there, to me, there was no better way to start the day than just hop on the ice and and get moving. And, Mm. you know, is Rick, is there any other, you know, kind of vivid images in your head or memories in your head from, from the time growing up playing hockey? Can you specify this? What do you mean by this specifically? Well, are there any memory, like, are there any memories that, that you look back on from time to time about, you know, when you were younger playing hockey, anything specific, like a, a really exciting play in one of your games or a fun locker room moment or um, just something related to your time growing up that you, that you kind of remember and cherish? I think my most vivid memories is just being with the team and and being in the locker room of everyone and having fun together and like really enjoying being around the ring and most vivid memories are for me I know when we were I think when we were under 16s we drove very often to the Czech Republic and it's like it sounds maybe a little bit funny but the one of the most vivid memories is for me like after every game because you need to think in, in the Czech Republic, I don't know why, at least at the places where I have been, we have been in Dechin, we have been in Litvinov and stuff like this. And at every rink we have been in, uh, I don't, in most, yes, in every rink, wherever, wherever we have been, there was always like a Kaufland, so a big shopping mall or any shopping center. And after every game or every practice, the entire team went, went together there, like just stuff like this. Or for example, when I was, when I was, 10 years old we 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 won that is that there was in Rosenheim it's in South Germany it's in Bayern uh, it's, it's for I don't know if the tournament still exists today and it's like I don't know in 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 the states but I think for us it's like one level over the skating school at least when I was playing um, and we it was an under 10 tournament I think and uh, we won that tournament and just it just oh, so I still think about this sometimes today because those guys I've been playing, I played with some of them for basically 12 or 13 years. And we had great parents there for, it was just, and just the entire, entire stuff, everyone was very supportive, everyone was very helping. And then other, on the other hand, like I remember vividly, when, for example, uh, when, we, when I was under 16 and uh, we, uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't maybe uh, a goal scorer. That's why I remember this this vividly. And we played it actually. It was actually when I was under sixteen. I I had my best season. I think basically just from from the team environment perspective because we had really good coaching. And I I remember we had that one game against Frankfurt, and I I was scoring the free free. So the game was free two in the third period. We were I think we were already down three one or something and. And this was this is still very vivid in my head because just the entire emotions you go through because at this point you have been 
already with 15 years you have been working you have been investing so much that you actually play where you where you are so this is this is something what i this is one of my most vivid memories i would say just just not because i scored the goal just because of the the entire everything what happened around scoring the goal and the entire things you have been doing before that so yeah what about you do you have any vivid memories yeah i mean I can't remember really any specific things that happened in, in any of my games. I remember, um, I remember two, two things from my games before I was, you know, maybe 18 years old. And I, I think the, the first one I remember is, um, we, we went into overtime of this uh, championship game for this tournament that was in our hometown. And, and, uh, one of my teammates, he scored a, really insane kind of goal he did a spinorama at the blue line and just kind of passed the puck and it somehow went into the net um and and we were so excited um but it, it's it that's really the only the only goal or the only moment on the ice that i remember from from going up i think more for me it's the the two other memories that i think i think about a lot are there was this one rink um up in denver And so we would drive up there. Uh, we would play our game against um, Arvada, I think it was. And then um, they had this really cool swimming pool with an obstacle course floating on the water uh, that we would sometimes stay afterwards and, and swim as a team and then try to do the obstacle course. And, you know, they had an indoor slide and everything like that. So it was like, that was, that was, that's what I remember is, is those moments like that and, and having fun with my team and in, in, in the swimming pool there and just, just having fun with friends. And the other one I remember really is, is this one time we went to a, a park uh, just for, I think it was like an end of the season um, party or something like that. And we just played American football and um, you know, we, we, we just had fun, um, you know, away from the rink and stuff like that. And I think that's, that's, that's more what I remember. And there's so many memories, you know, at tournaments uh, in between games, we would go, hang out in the town and kind of explore where we were and, and just kind of that team building experience, I think is, is really memorable for me. And, and you know, you, oh, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, for me, also most, most vivid memories because Germany is, I don't know, I think in the States or here in Finland as well, you play more against uh, the closest clubs. You have a new environment, but in Germany, it's like, because we don't have so many clubs already when I was pretty young, we, we already drove pretty far. And once you go to under 16 and you play, and if you play at least, at least when I was playing, now they've been changing it when you play. Only. So I played basically um, the second highest level, basically. So it's like division two, if you, if you translate it in juniors in Germany. Um, now, if you, if you think about it, How good is it? How bad is it? It's a it's a different question. But at this point, it was the second second best level in Germany. And but for me, the one of the most vivid memories is are actually all the all the road trips you have you go you have your entire entire path basically, because basically through playing hockey, I was in entire Germany basically. I was in North Germany. I was in South Germany. I was in West Germany and. Just, just the road trips, the time on the bus with the entire team, and then having the games, going to eat together like as a collective, everyone, 
then sleeping together in the hotels next morning, being at breakfast, then in the morning. Like, for example, when we played, for example, our, one of our longest road trips was always to Frankfurt or to Iserlohn. So Iserlohn is in, I think Iserlohn was maybe always the longest, but we played them first when I was basically under 20 player. Um, it's in, uh, it's in um, West Germany. And when we had those games, you play, you, you, you start driving in the morning. Some, somehow you spend the entire day in the bus, then you arrive at four or five at the rink, and then you play at 7.30. Then you go to the hotel next day, you play at 11 again. Those are like, I would say even the, my, my favorite memories, like the entire road trips, being in the bus, being yeah. around everyone. Yeah, for sure. And I, I remember when I was an under 20s player in the States, we had a, we had a road trip and it was only supposed to be a two hour drive um in the bus but there was a, a snowstorm so it ended up being i think almost seven and a half to eight hours and six of it was just being stuck at the bottom of this hill not being able to move um and i think that was that was a really fun trip uh we mm. really you know the energy on the bus the environment on the bus i think we if i'm remembering correctly we lost the game like 14 15 to 1 or something like that but <laughs> But the okay. the environment on the bus was fun. You know, we played games, we um, joked around, we we just kind of, you know, we weren't focused on the game or anything like that. We just you know, mm. took the situation as it was and, and just had some fun. But, um, you know. Yeah, another story for me is that we had, once we, I think I was under 14 player and we, <laughs> we were supposed, there's that one, one place, uh, it's like we already had to drive there like four hours with the bus and it was in winter and the bus the bus had some like issues so it couldn't come because the the motor got it somehow it some something destroyed in the bus i don't know how to say it uh it, the bus didn't work anymore so so there was the question now can we not play or can we not play uh, can we play or can we not play and then um i think one parent he had like a uh, like a minibus so we took this and then other parents drove with their own cars so that was also a pretty fun experience actually because then there's there's always a way <laughs> yeah. but still it was like because we had to we were in the parking lot because we had to leave super early at like 3 30 or 4 a.m in the morning because the game was at 10 a.m and you drive four hours and then it was winter it was minus something and just staying staying at the parking slot and no buses coming was was pretty funny though. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, going more into kind of development of our hockey, you know, and, and how we developed, do you, do you remember what kind of coaches you had and what kind of environments they created for you? Well, I, the first thing I want to say, because I've been thinking a lot of this, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember at all the drills my coaches have been running. But I remember what kind of persons they were and what kind of influence they had on me. So I think it's kind of like we now we have in the, previously we have been speaking more about positive vivid events. But I need to say on my path I had also few few negative experiences. Uh, I don't want to say that this is something bad. Meanwhile, I'm very I'm thankful for those experiences because they have been shaped me. They have been um, they they are the reason 
why I most likely think how I think today. Some, a lot of them, but in the beginning, it was more that our first coach, my my first coach, yes, uh, he was my first coach and he was my last coach when I was an A junior player. So it's like uh, under 19, but now it's under 20. And there it was, it was okay. Uh, it was just, I think we did a lot of fun stuff. I don't remember 100%, as, but as my under 20 coach, whew, that was that was not hockey. I don't know what it was, but it was not hockey. Um, some, for example, we when we played, for example, when he called the number three, only one defenseman is going to change stuff like that. I don't. No one. No one knew his. No one understood his. <laughs> His his, tacti- his his tactics or his approaches or his, no one understood it in the entire team and it was just mm. and instead of having lines he had those those colors like now it's going red now it's going blue now it's going mm. white it's, but anyway um, he was I think he was my first coach and then then I had, I had few other coaches on the way and uh, but I thinking about they're basically two coaches who I have the feeling who have been providing um, a very good environment. Um, one, one from one of the coaches, actually the, the son is uh, Marcel Müller, who's playing, he has been playing in the national team for Germany and he's still playing in the German league 2010. He was also part of that team uh, where, they, where they went to the semi-final and then lost in, uh, in the third place against Sweden. Uh, he was he was he was really good. Um, he was a good coach. He was very honest with us, with the children, and I had a lot of fun with him. And then, I think the one once I had also a Turkish coach for a bit. I don't remember for how long. Uh, but I really, my really like first really really good coach I think was when I was my first my no my last year under fourteen and my two years in under sixteen, and this was the coach who had the most influence on he was the first coach who actually made me better better hockey player better human and uh now now he has been growing so much as a coach as well again and now he's a junior coach in berlin and i'm still very close in touch with him and i definitely want to bring him on here as well because he's a very he's one of the most he's one of the closest persons in my environment and just the everyone everyone even if I speak with the guys today, I've been I've been playing on that team. Is that everyone says that this was the best coach everyone had, because everyone got better. Like there was the team was the focus, most important thing that we we do the things together, and just just the entire practice. It was it was so much like game like things things what happens in the game, and it was very very fun. And when I moved to, so he was my coach in. One year under 14, two years in under 16, and then I moved to under 18s. And this is this is kind of where I still have a little bit mixed feelings, um, because like if I if we just take his coaching, and if we take all these athlete-centered coaching approach, individualization, and it was awful. There was nothing there. It was very uh, very tough years, but on the other hand, like. Maybe the, the the practices they were they were not uh, like 
as game-like as I have been experiencing before, but at least there was a lot of movement going on, a lot of long ways. So I did, the practice was normal. It was like, you did not improve, but you also couldn't get worse in, in a way. So, but this entire approach sometimes, like <laughs> I, can, I can tell you a few stories, for example, once, I, once we played in, uh, against Krimitschow, again, it's in East Germany, and, and I, I, I got to the bus and, I, and we didn't have enough players because I just came to watch the game. And, <laughs> and I told him, I have my equipment here, I can come and play. He said, yeah, okay, take your equipment and come and play. And on the bench, he told me, uh, you're not playing, you're just opening the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. another, another experience is that this is like a little bit tough that we have been, it's like these, right, these positive and negative experiences, but we have been, uh, we, have, we, have, we had we run some duel, I don't remember what it was. And one, one of my teammates and I, we, we didn't shoot the puck how he wanted us to shoot the puck, so we always, we, we didn't we did we did hit the goalie mask but not on purpose and then and then he put us in front of the nets and he fired two slap shots and then he said next time i will hit you ahead <laughs> but on the other side i need to say that it wasn't everything bad he was he was very very honest with everyone is this the right approach in under 18s maybe not but i still enjoyed my time with him that he was my coach so it, it, not everything was bad. There was, and he was very. He he always made fun with us. So there was there was certain good things. But I remember at one period break, I told him, I don't know how I should act in this situation. And he told me, Yeah, maybe because you don't have the certain skill. But that's like, again, like it comes so much down to the coaching and how do you make the athletes better. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are those are great stories. And you know, for me, it was. It was a little bit different. Like I, I had a different coach. I think every year of my development and every every season, I exchanged new coaches. Um, you know, pretty much new teammates. Like I, I stuck with the same four or five guys, but other than that, we had kind of new teammates every year. It was it was such a mixed bag of coaches I had growing up, and I think, you know, if I'm looking back and I'm remembering, you know, one or two that that were really positive. Um, really great learning environments really focused on on more us as people and athletes rather than just hockey players and the rest of them I I think you know were weren't kind of like what you just described you know they weren't all negative but they were more coach centered they were more um, team versus individual centered and it was more about you know winning this weekend's games rather than Mm. developing your players and you know um, I'm remembering you know, specifically this this one coach I had who who's one of the positive ones and one of the ones that really focused on us developing as people and the environment he created and, and I don't know if if I don't like like you, I don't remember the drills or uh, you know, what we did on the ice, but I remember the environment being one of development. Um and I remember I do remember one specific thing we did and it was uh it was this we worked a lot on, on skating. And I, I think it was, uh, I wouldn't necessarily do it the same way, but it was really individually focused. Um, you know, he would kind of video us skating and then talk to us about what we can do better. And then, um, we also had a, a skating treadmill that we, we improved on as well and, and, and stuff like that. And, you know, what, while I 
wouldn't do it the same way now. Um, it was that kind of environment, you know, focused on us as individuals and getting better in our own individual thing and, and the way we need to get better as individuals. And, um, and that was actually the only year where I won any championships. Uh, we won two tournaments that year. And, and I think we lost in like the state championship, whatever you call it at 12 U. but, um, mm. every other year, uh, we didn't even really come close to anything. And I think that has something to say about the environment he created and how he, he didn't ne- necessarily care if, if we won that weekend, he just cared if we got better and that was the focus. Mm. And, um, it's, it's very interesting because for me that, for example, and <laughs> it's very fun and under 10, you don't think about those things so much, but. This, this under 10 tournament I've been speaking about in Rosenheim was the only thing I ever won with my teammates. <laughs> the only thing. Like, like, a, like a, we, had, we, had, we had pretty good seasons where we played good hockey. But I mean, from a winning perspective, this was the only thing we ever won. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it, it's something that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't common, I guess, for me to win, to win yeah. things growing up. And, and you know, it... it it was really interesting because then, you know, you compare that experience I had. And I think that was when I was a peewee to an experience I had when I was um, under 20 where, you know, we would lose games like 14 to 15 to one. And our, our um, coach that year, he was, he was very coach centered, very win centric and very, um, very like he did a lot of flow drills a lot of systems and everything like that when when really you know it should have been more developmental focus but it was um it was something to learn from and i think that's actually you know we hear it a lot like like new coaches are, are reflections of the coaches they've had in the past but you know i started coaching with the purpose of being the almost exact opposite of that experience i had when i was an under 20 player um and i think that that it, it was really interesting. Um, but, you know, thinking about some of the things and stuff that our coaches taught us, um, what do you think, what do you think through hockey are the biggest life skills that you have learned that you still have today? Well, it's, it's not an easy question, but it's an important question, relevant question. But first of all, I need to say that I was a, I was a player who, who has been skipped a lot since I think since under 11, I was skipped a lot. I didn't play. I didn't play a lot, not so much uh, because it was more about they didn't, they just evaluated where you're right now. And they didn't evaluate when you, when you actually play that you have the opportunity to get better. Mm. Uh, Like that's like, I was, I was really skipped a lot. I don't know. And this is something, uh, and if you still reflect, it hurts so much, you know, because like with, with the, for me, I, I, I remember for me, it was a, it was a good game. If I didn't have to count the shifts, <laughs> <laughs> then it was a good game because usually, usually when I, I had sometimes I had three to four shifts and I, I didn't even sweat at all. And then you get one shift and then, and if you come back from the bench and coach is telling you, you should have done this better. You should have done this better. But like, yeah. You're not even in the game. You're not like you, you need that shift, like really to get going, and like that's why the first shift is so important to really get that yeah. get that feeling. But 
but in terms but I, in that in that three years when i had my year 16 year 15 and a 14 coach uh i i have been playing those were the three years where i've i have gotten the most playing time and that's why i have the feeling i've been developing most just by just by playing playing itself but then when i went to under 18 it, it turned around right away again that i wasn't playing so much anymore and even even in under 19 when i had my my last coach there was in my in my um basically we have we have that overage uh, we had that overage rule so but in the season before it was 215 to 16 was my last a junior year on the paper i was i was playing every game but <laughs> i did not play that much basically still so i was every game in the roster i played but again uh, for me it was a good game if i did not have the county shifts <laughs> um but for me it's more really like most essential game skills uh, uh, life skills just came from by the game itself that you know i i, I still of course it was if you don't play it's really it's really tough to continue but what you actually develop through just kind of things you develop resilience and i i even think that because of this is that my 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 connection and my love for the game has gotten even stronger because like only because i did not have the opportunity to play i like it's not the game's fault that i'm not playing it's not 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 the game's fault like if you're in a different environment you play it's like i don't want to say it's the coach's fault but it's the coach's responsibility to put you in an environment where you can grow and where you, when you can learn and that comes by playing where you where you can get experience it's like if you here for me it was if you mess up certain things you're not playing anymore everything had to look perfect like how yeah. you how it should be textbook like and i was also like I remember in the games in the practice sometimes I tried to do different stuff and my coach is like why do you do this so for me it's really like really that resilience and showing those people like hey I'm not I'm not leaving only because you you, you I still I still have the right to practice uh yeah. I I'm still part of this team I know those guys since a long time and I I have the right to all the right to be here and I'm not going anywhere. I I was at every practice, every office, every day I was at the ring. At least, maybe when I was a bit younger, not not so much. But the older I got, the more the more time I put into the practice. And the next thing for me is that, as a player, I was like, if we take those playing skills, playing roles from Finnish FIHA, I was not the best puck carrier. I didn't have the best shot. My passing was okay my stick handling was not the best but i was pretty good playing against the puck carrier i was pretty good in front of the net i was pretty aggressive i was pretty tough on the on the on 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 puck retrievals on on for checking so stuff like this i was like and i was i was playing pretty smart actually and i still remember in that when i had that as i said in that fourth fourth league i got i got playing time and i had the feeling i was getting so much so much better like just by play because i had finally the opportunity and actually my last last year where i've been playing i had a feeling where i was like before i really kind of started coaching i had a feeling that this is now where my game is i have never played better like this certain moment so just but for me it's really that resilience not giving up anything 
believe even even and then you you really learn to appreciate those tough days and if i would have that mindset what i have now and i would go six years back i would play totally different i would act totally different i would be much more self-confident in everything what i'm doing so it's it's resilience and believing basically yeah yeah i think those are those are two big ones and i think the belief one is interesting because it's that's one of the ones that I feel I had the ability to, not the ability to, but um, I was able to kind of realize as I was growing up. And it really hit me uh, when I started playing for my high school team. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't a coach, but it was, it was kind of like our team manager, team doctor kind of thing. Like we called him coach doc, but um, you know, he, he was, around the team around the rink and he watched all the practices all the games and you know he was the one that was um, constantly telling me hey you're getting better you're you're improving um hey you know and then I started playing um the spring league and um and I, I played at the top level of that which was probably the highest level I had played at that point and and he was like hey like you're, you're fitting in there like you're getting better and you know this is really helping you improve and everything like that and I think that that kind of helped me realize that I can grow, I can get better, I can develop. And, um, and I think that's one of the life skills that I, I take with me now is that, is that mindset of, you know, if I work hard and if I push myself and if I challenge myself, then I can improve, um, I can get better. And that's something that, that I try to think and about here, every day. Yeah. It's so interesting that here that the coach comes so much in that, like, as I said, I was not the best puck carrier. For example, I did not have the best shot. My stick handling skills were not so good. Passing or receiving was okay, I would say. Uh, but here's the thing that if you, I had that only one coach who did it, who did it with us. If you really over a certain long, a certain amount of time, if those coaches sit with you down and analyze your weaknesses and say, and you really come up with a development plan and you have the goal setting sheet. I'm pretty sure and if they if they built this intrinsic motive because I was motivated by myself to to play hockey 100%. There's nothing but if they really really provide you that environment where they actually do goal setting with you and ask you hey what's your performance goal what is your outcome goal where do you want to be in one year and they and they and they guide me to the direction yeah maybe go home and uh, shoot more pucks do more stick handling at home. I would have probably, I'm pretty sure that I would have done it if I, if I really would have that strong guidance, like providing in the right direction, the right direction that you really have the opportunity to develop getting better. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I didn't set any goals or anything. I didn't, I wasn't. No, me neither. You know, but that's, that's why it's so important that you have someone who sets goals with you. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the key point that I like with you, you know, you need to be involved in that, but you know, going back to the kind of life skills that I was learning um, growing up, I think the other one is is respect. And I remember, you know, that coach I described earlier was focused on more our development as a person and, and as an athlete. I think one of the biggest things he taught me is this, this idea of respect. And I remember I was uh, 12 years old and my older brother had just taught me how to cuss. Um, and so uh, a ref got in, got in my way one game. I I asked him to, to get out of my way in a not very nice way. Um, and my, my coach, um, you know, he sat down with me. He, he 
talk to me about why that wasn't okay, about what a big deal respect is and, and how you should treat everyone that you interact with with respect. And, and I think that was such a powerful way and such a, uh, something that I take with me even today. And now as a coach, like that's something I remember, like he didn't, he wasn't upset. He wasn't mad. He, he just talked to me and explained to me why that wasn't okay and, and how to do it better and, and how to just treat people with respect and how important that was. And I think that was, that's something that I, I carry with me today. And, you know, I, I think those are probably the two biggest ones for me. And, and I think that's, those are two things that I, I carry with me now as a coach. And I, I think that's, that's big. And, you know, Rick, I, I'd like to get into now about, you know, kind of our coaching and, and, you know, just yeah, starting. Before by, that, I, I mean, because we were talking about vivid memories, I have one, like, it's kind of, my coach was talking with me after this as well, but it's kind of in between, between funny. And it was, it was also when I was under 16 and I got a, it was, the, we were losing this game. It was my first year in under 16 and we were losing that game 14-2 or something. And I got, in the last period, there were like two minutes to play a tripping penalty. And I did not understand it. And uh, I think we both got, got 10 minutes and then I then I went in that you know that referee there's that small decrease right mm -hmm. I went in that decrease and I wanted to ask the referee why why did I get tripping and why do I get why do I get 10 minutes and then then he sent me off the ice so I got I think I got in this game because of this like in one game 30 30 34 penalty minutes or something and after this I was super shocked but then my coach talked with me, but it just, it was actually in an hour team. It was in a pretty fun case because like, mm. well, it was pretty fun. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, I mean, getting into to coaching and, you know, can you, cause I actually, I've, 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 I know how you got started in coaching, but I don't really know why you got started in coaching. So can you tell me a little bit about how and why you, you started to coach? Well, so how and why, um, when I was, when I finished my high school, it was in 2017. So basically it's now three years ago. It was in springtime 2017. And afterwards I made the decision that, so basically my plan after high school was that I want to take a year off from school, from studying, just to just a little bit refreshing, recovering, um, getting your mental resources charged. And um, then I, I decided already in, in January or something that year 2017 that I will move to Dresden. It's uh, in East Germany. It's a bit, it's almost, it's not close, but it's nearby the border of the Czech Republic. Um, and there are two reasons behind this, uh, because I know first of all that uh, there was my, there was again, my coach I had in U14 and U16 two years. So I don't really, I, always kind of had the opportunity always to stay in touch with him even though I even though he after after under 16 he left the club so that was the first reason and the second reason was that I know that I can do I can spend a year there working in hockey because that's that's what I did my entire life so I didn't want to do anything else so I, I did a volunteer social year as a coach in the club and so the first reason was there's someone I had someone in my environment I can trust and who provides me with guidance and then I 
I moved there in August 2017. And then at the same same year there we got a we got a Finnish coach, uh, joined the club. He was um, he was a former student of the program. Um, he is now with the men's team there. And those those two guys were my closest persons the entire year, and I'm still in touch with those two persons. Um, and then after a while, like it was the Finnish coach. It was I think around November or something. He asked me what I, what he told me already that he has been studying about in, in the Romeki and the school specialized in ice hockey coaching. And I thought, all right, it's it's interesting, but I didn't think that this is this is what I want to do basically. Mm. Uh, but then at some point he asked me, so what do you want to do next year? And I said. I don't know. This year is for me basically a gap year. I just want to spend a year in hockey. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then he said, "Yeah, maybe." Um, I said, "Maybe I want to do an au pair or something, or doing or going home and starting studying." And then he said, "But why do you want to do an au pair when when you can do something what you're actually more passionate about?" At yeah. This I need to say at this time point, I did not understand what he wanted to tell me. But then in November, a little bit later, he was talking with me again on the bench and he was really explaining me. He asked me that again. He was explaining me the program. Then he was showing me the program, basically. And then in um, December 2017, I applied without any intention. It was, I think it was not my goal, basically, to get in because I did not have the intention mm -hmm. to get in. It was just yeah. that I provide myself with options. Then in in January, you get this invitation, you know it as well, that I had to do a video, uh, ask certain questions, do a, doing a writing assignments. And I did this video, again, without any intentions, where I have to do some demonstrations, asking questions. Uh, you need to answer some questions. Why do you coach? What are certain skills? How do you see yourself as a person? Those are the questions I still remember. Then I did this video. And then again, without any attention, I send it. To the office here and then in, in summer in april i got the got the invitation for phone interview and again not any having intention i took the phone interview basically and just spoke my thoughts out what i think is important in coaching and i my my interview was like 15 minutes and again after this i thought like most likely this is not not going to happen more because like again that's like I did not have the attention, intention to go. But then in in a, end of April, I think, or beginning of May, I got the information that I have the opportunity to go. And then I did not tell my parents first. I, I waited, but I did not tell anyone. And then everything went so quick. I said, I will just give it a shot, basically. And yeah, now I hear and the time, the year in Dresden was very very good for me. I want to definitely I want to say big thanks to Jochen and to Petteri because they have been helping me so much in getting in and they got me the opportunity. I had the opportunity yeah. to be in every age group on the ice from under 10s to under, under 20s. So I was with Petteri with the under 17s every week, with Jochen every week with the under 20s. Was around the team the entire time. Could, some, could do some stuff for them. So that's how I got basically into here. So 
I think your story is maybe a bit different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I stopped playing um, when I was 18, um, kind of a, a mix between kind of losing that. Because for me, it was, it was a little bit where I, I had lost that competitive passion kind of thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm still a competitor. I still like to compete and everything like that. But it was, I was kind of done with, with that aspect of playing. Um, and I think I, I knew I wanted to keep playing uh, just kind of recreational, like men's league or whatever. And, but I, I also knew that I, I didn't want to just do that. You know, I wanted to be involved with the game in some other way. And so I started my bachelor's degree in, at, at CU Boulder. And I also reached out to Boulder Hockey Club there and just said, hey, I'm starting school. I've been playing my whole life. And um, now I want to coach. I want to give back. I want to volunteer. Um, and so I, I went to a couple of their, you know, preseason kind of before tryout skates and got on the ice with some of the U10s and U12s and really had fun. And I think, you know, the biggest thing for me there was that uh, the executive director there, Michelle Amadon, she, my third time on the ice, she let me run the practice. Um, oh, that's very quick. Yeah, very quick. Kind of threw me into the fire and I, she, she came up with the plan and, and everything like that. But once I was on the ice, it was, it was up to me to, to run it. And um, it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Uh, it was something I, I, the, just creating smiles, I think is something that was really cool to see and having the kids having fun and everything like that. And then I was sitting in, in class one day and uh, she called me and I was like, well, I can't pick this up. I'm, I'm in class. So I, I let it go to voicemail and I step out of class and I, I listened to it and she's like, Hey, um, I need a head coach for the 10 new teams. And I was thinking you could do it. And I'm like, well, this is, I've been on the ice a total of five times um, as a coach. Um, one time as the lead coach, but yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I was kind of thrown into the fire and, and it was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. Uh, so yeah, I basically just started by, by just wanting to reach out and just continue to be on the ice and, and start to coach that way. But, you know, I was lucky enough to have the chance to, to be in it full time kind of thing. And, um, it was a lot of fun and I, I coached there for, for three years. And then between my second and third years, when I heard about the program from, from Aku and, um, you know, Sean Hathaway and the guys that introduced it to me at, at this conference and they, uh, they, they kind of made it. When was that? In 2017 or 18? 2017. Yeah. Okay. Um, the summer of 2017, but you know, it, it, it was, I was in the perfect spot. Um, I was, I was kind of, I didn't want to be in computer science, uh, which was my degree at the time. And I, I knew I wanted to start coaching and try to find a career in coaching. And, you know, this, this opportunity kind of fell in and then it was just a waiting game. I waited to apply in the spring and then lucky enough to get in. And now here I am uh, after my first year, but it's, uh, it's something that, you know, I'm, I think back and, at that time that, you know, I got that phone call and said, Hey, I'm going to throw you into the fire and let's see how you do. And I, I can't, I, I, it's, it meant a lot to me. Um, mm. And it still means a lot to me. And I think it's um, the combination of being able to give, get that chance and also being able to have like 
create an environment where kids have fun and they want to come back to. I think that's, that's what really drew me into it. And I think, um, you know, if I'm, I'm thinking about memorable things, I want to share this story because it's, it's not really a positive story, I would say, but it's something that I really learned from. It's, we, we have these things called uh, try hockey for free days in the U.S. And our first one um, we, we had, I think, it was either my first or second one. So it was either November or February of my first year of coaching. And there was this little girl that, that was there as a participant and she was on the ice and I was hoping her skate. And then she just started crying, just tears, just flowing out of her eyes. I've never really seen anyone cry harder. Uh And, um, you know, I, I took her over to the door and we talked with her parents and everything like that. And I, I was trying to convince her that, you know, the ice is, it's not going to hurt. It's not something to be scared of or anything like that. But at the end of the day, she, she just didn't want to do it. And, um, you know, that was a really powerful moment for me because it it made me realize, you know, I, I don't want that to be the experience of any kid that's on the ice with me. Right. I want to be, I want to create an environment where kids feel safe. They can fall down. You know, they know they're not going to get hurt. They know they're not going to be judged. You know, they're not scared to be there. They want to be there. They want to have fun. And I think that that's something that is really kind of burned into my mind and something that, you know, I continue to think about this day. And, and every time I step on the ice, it's like, hey, these kids, they're here to have fun. They're here to enjoy. They're not here to be scared. They're not here to be judged. And, and that's something that I think will be burned into my mind forever. So, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to share that because it's, not the most positive story um obviously a kid that may never play hockey and never get on the ice again but it's something that i really learned from well i uh, believe those negative experience they're really really important it doesn't matter as a coach yeah. or as a player they're so important for your own growth like making negative experience by yourself but also being exposed to negative environments because yeah. then you see what do you actually want to do, do different and how you can learn from these situations yeah i think i think those are the the easiest ways to learn really is the negatives mm. and, and how how you would do it differently and what you can learn mm. from it and i had i had plenty of those as a coach uh, my first yeah. two years and um yeah from i i need to say coaching myself i did not have that many negative experience but i have certain behaviors from coaches i had had who have been coaching me which i don't want to model that those are more like negative experience if you can if i can yeah. put it this way yeah i have i have both right i have i have negative and positive experiences from coaches as a kid that i don't want to I, I don't want to do the negatives i want to do it differently and then i also have um, negatives from coaches while while i was a young coach at boulder that i, I don't want to repeat and i don't want to model um and that's something that i think any if anybody you know if you want to learn find the find what you can learn out of the negatives as well um and and i think we had a quote on this show a couple weeks ago you know enjoy the bad days as well and enjoy the tough times yeah yuka yuka but he he said that and it 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 stuck to me you know and and not just enjoy but learn from them you know because those can be really educational um but rick i think you you need to appreciate the tough days yeah and he said by himself still today he has so many tough days but 
the yeah. more he gets those, the more he learns from those. I think we've had a, a pretty good conversation so far today. And I, I want to wrap it up with one activity, um, the hero highlight hardship activity. I think it'd be interesting to do this kind of related to our, our hockey development um, as coaches or as players. And, you know, so what, what is one hero that you have uh, related to hockey and one highlight that you can remember and, and one hardship that you've been through and, and overcame? Hero, when I was growing up, uh, when I was very young, it was definitely Yaga. He is the reason why I always had the 68, why I will always carry the 68 in my heart. And it's a special number for me. I played always with this number. But I still, when I was, get, was getting a little bit older, in 2010, I saw TJ Oshie playing at the German uh, World Championships. So he kind of became my, I would say, more like an... I just like the way how he's played, but my, my hero is definitely Yagomiaga. He is the reason why I always had the 68. And highlight, I think I've been, I've been mentioning my, my highlight already. It's basically for me personally in my, in my path, if you would say so. My, my highlight was basically when we won together that under 10 championship, because if I just think about what kind of players I had on the team and what I'm doing there now and also, one of our very special highlight moments for me was that uh, that was actually my last game I really played hockey. We had, at the end of our season, when I played fourth league, and the same year I still played juniors because I was an overage player. Um, we had that one game in, in Rostock. It's as well in East Germany. It's at the Baltic Sea. And uh, they were like, it was like a friendship game friendly game i don't remember 100 percent, but however there were like close to 1000 spectators and just if i would have known that this is most likely maybe my last game <laughs> for a very my real game for a very long time uh, i don't know how I how i would have dealt with the situation or with the entire circumstance but i enjoyed i still remember vividly i enjoyed this game so much and i still have great pictures from this game with the with players i've been playing for a long time and hardship is it's very difficult for me because right now i don't i can't think about any specific one but for me it's i think already what i've been saying it's really that resilience consistency that even though when you when you when you get a lot of tough experiences a lot of a lot of bad days where you're not, where you don't get the playing time, what you want to do, where you don't, we're not exposed to environment where you have to grow that you, anyway, it doesn't matter that you continue, that you, that, that nothing is basically stopping you from what you want to do. I think that's more like, because there are so many, and it's tough because like life and hockey, they are so connected so closely, but I think that's more, for me, it's more a general message because they're in life and in hockey, they are like small events, which like, Bring, bring it up basically that's that's for me i would say more hardship yeah yeah i mean that's well, thank you for sharing rick i think that that was pretty honest i think that's that's good um for me i think uh you know i have i have a couple heroes as well and i think uh it, it's interesting because i didn't start watching um professional hockey until I think probably around I was 14 or 15 years really? old. Really? Yeah. Okay, um, that's interesting. I, at that time, I watched 
I mean, before that, I probably watched more professional baseball or professional um, soccer uh, before that. But thinking about hockey, um, my hero would probably be um, Joe Sackick of the Avalanche or um, Coach Scott Owens of the CC Tigers because that was our, our hometown team. And, and I have no idea how he was as a coach, uh, what kind of environment or anything that he created. But he was the head coach of the, the Division One college team in my town. And that was, only the, that was the only high-level hockey that I was really watching is when I would go to those games as, uh, with one of my teammates or, or anything like that. And we used to sell programs at those games as well. But I remember one time um, we had the opportunity to serve dinner to the, to the CC Tigers as a team, kind of for like a fundraiser type of thing. Um, and uh, I, I briefly, briefly met Scott Owens. And I think that that, that was probably – a, that was a cool experience for me. And I think that's probably my highlight as well as being able to meet um, that team there. And, you know, as a, as a young player, that was really kind of, that was really cool and really inspirational and stuff like that. And there also had a ton of these uh, um, like meet the Tigers, skate with the Tigers type events where you could get on the ice with them and they would sign your jerseys or pucks or sticks or whatever, and just kind of interact with the, with the local, local club. And, um those were those were always cool um really fun and really kind of inspirational to go to and for a hardship um i would i would probably say um it has to be my my injuries and my concussions and i think that you know coming going through those and not being able to play for big chunks of time and you know wondering if there was one concussion i got when i was 14 or 15 where you know, I didn't even know if I'd be able to play the next year, um, let alone the rest of that season. And um, it was it was tough for me to see, to, to kind of be stuck at home while my team was playing games and my team was practicing and my teammates got to hang out all the time and I was kind of stuck and um, inside and, and not really doing anything. So that was probably the, the toughest thing for me. And, um, but yeah, I think... Uh, I think that's kind of a, a good place to end, Rick, if you have any, any final thoughts. Yeah, thanks for sharing as well. That's definitely one of the toughest things. I was pretty lucky that I never... So I, it's really... You can say that you can understand it, but you really understand the feeling first when you've been experiencing by yourself. So that's always... I had only... In my entire playing path, I had only one injury. So I missed eight games. But even there, I, I went so crazy that I can't be can't do anything and be around the players and just I played I played 13 years for the same organization just two weeks ago or something um, the organization since two weeks they don't exist anymore and uh, 13 years of playing hockey it's just not happening you need to have certain people that um, drive you to the rings and pick you up and support you and uh, I just remember that most people who have been doing this for me is my father and my grandfather basically and I just want to thank them very much I want to say that
it's really tough to do, but I want to say that because I know that my father has been listening to this always. And I just want to say danke. Und Und, uh, and, uh, and ich hab dich lieb, Papa. And also, thanks to my grandfather, father, because I think my grandparents, they, <coughs> they made so many things possible for me. And my, my, my grandfather, he is basically very, very, very unselfish person. And uh, I think I never said this, but I also, and yes, that's it basically. Yeah, thanks, Rick. And um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I think that shows just kind of the support group that you had and, and how much those guys meant to you and, and your parents and your grandparents. And, um, well, yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing. Thank you for being so, so open there. And also, of course, I forgot because my thanks also to my, to my mother. She has been also picking me up plenty of times and providing me with so much, all, all everyone so much, like all the time there was always something to eat, like really that you get your body ready and like that nutrition part, it was so many things. Like she always cooked my pregame meals and my aftergame meals. So thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think that that's a, a good place to end it. And um, so thank you for, for listening to us and, and getting to know us a little bit today and kind of about our careers and how we got started in coaching and in playing. So we hope you enjoyed and we hope you, um, yeah, hope you enjoyed. So thanks for listening. Um, we will see you next week. We have on Erica Westerland. Um, from Finland to talk about athlete-centered coaching. So I know Rick and I are, are looking forward to that. Um, follow us on you know Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Our our handle is at the Coaches Road, and then send us an email with any thoughts or if you just want to get in touch. Um, our email is the Coaches Road at gmail.com. Um, thanks again, and and Rick, thank you for for being so honest and, and open today. I thought it was great. Thank you. It was. It was very fun and this 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 podcast is so much fun like and also i think i don't know how many we have now 12 episodes published and we have the feeling from episode to episode you're getting stronger with the things and it's supporting so much your own growth and we have some really exciting things coming up in the future and uh, thanks to very big thanks to all the people as well who have been supporting us and and like giving us providing us with feedback and taking the time and joining the show it's it's it means yeah. a lot to us yeah of course and i mean we've said it before but everyone has just been so helpful so humble so kind so really appreciate the support so far and and we hope that continues and um yeah just thank you